Blog Talk Radio. information and updates on the organization and the community events 
uh, by visiting www.abc2foundation.blogspot.com. Again, that's www.abc2foundation.blogspot.com. And you can also get more updates on the upcoming community events by downloading the Blacktopia mobile app as well. They have a lot of great things coming up for the children, for the community. Uh, they also have an event on April 27th. So if you're in East Carolina, definitely check out the events and, and register and and learn some things and, and all that. Also check out the books from Markeisha Wyatt Bunn, better known as the author and poetess Wyatt. Be sure to purchase her two releases, Reflections, Past, Present, Future, and Entangled Hearts on Amazon.com. And if you also missed the Entangled Hearts poetry special here on Podcasts On Demand, you can also uh, you can download it and stream it if you missed it on iTunes. Just put in podcast on demand, uh, or you can go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash podcasts on demand. All right. And uh, if you're in Charlotte or any of the surrounding areas, come on out to the second annual Our Girls Got Talent event by Renewed Inspiration, Saturday, April 27th, between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. Come on out and support the youth and the teenage girls in the community and watch their amazing talents. The event will be held at 2919 Reed Avenue in Charlotte, North Carolina, 28208. Some guy named Jay and Blacktopia will be there. Visit www.renewedinspiration.org for more information. All right. And also purchase the new book, Reality Check, from author Tiffany Brown at www.tiffanylbrown.com. All right. Enough of me plugging shit. I'm going ahead and plug in the hosts, the hostesses. All right. Adrian Charleston. Jay. <laughs> hey. Hey, you sound like you're flying low. You you sound like you, you you're flying <laughs> low in the butt. You okay? You all right? Yes, you know I just woke up from my nap. You know I gotta take a nap before we go on. So just waking up and uh get myself together. I'm here. I'm good. I'm I'm ready. <laughs> good, good. Yes, spread the wings and fly higher. So yes, I'm glad yes, you yes, took yes. a nap in the cocoon and refreshed. So let's yes. go on ahead and. Bring on the other person that flies. The, the other, other fly girl. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> I, you, see, you got to think about what I said. I said they fly. The other yeah, I said fly girl. We heard. I said fly. You heard the other one though, because you're used to me calling you that. So, so uh, uh, the uh, R- Miss Ray. Miss <laughs> Ray. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> So Jay, Jay, from now yeah. on you need you need to uh find the old school song Fly Girl. Fly girl. A boom boom a boom boom. Fly girl is hey. yeah, go and find Fly hey. Girl and let that be our introduction. <laughs> a fly girl, a fly girl, a fly that's that's on the low one of my favorite rap songs like ever. <laughs> Well, you didn't yeah, even realize yeah. you were about to get all that. You didn't even know you were going to get all that. 
folks. You never know. No, you never know what we're gonna what we're gonna bring. You never know. No, no, I'm I'm, never, I'm not surprised. Yes. <laughs> her name, her game, and her identity. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go on and get that fly girl. All right. Okay. I'll, yeah, that, that, that could be a soundbite. Say what? Yes, yes, yes. Need a little introduction <laughs> for right before we come on. <laughs> yeah. You have to write it out. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll do that. But together we're wingspan. Right. Ah. Together we're wingspan. Yep. Fly girls. Yep. Yeah, the host of Blacktopia Roundtable Talk Radio. That's that's the name of the group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Jay. Well, I want to yeah. say this before you bring the host on. So I was just on Instagram and I'm just so excited. You know how much I love being a Gemini, right? Why Will Smith yeah. got a movie c- coming out called Gemini Man? Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be like my birthday present every year. So that's all I want to say. So it's two wheels. Black Topia. Black Topia. I just want everybody to know. I love me some Adrian. Truly do. But if there was one thing, just one one edit that I could make to her profile, it would be that damn zodiac sign. My God. Because. These Gemini's, woo, all of a sudden she came along and there was an influx of you Gemini's. Oh, my gosh. My Virgo brain is just, uh, just, just. anyways. Yes, yes. (laughs) You seem different from a lot of Virgos. I know that you are. Jay, I know you're a Gem, too. I know. Yes. Yes. That's why why she loves us. Ah. (laughs) <laughs> but you, yeah, you, yeah, you seem different though from a, from a lot of the Virgos I know. <laughs> well, that's because there's a lot of things going on in different houses and stuff like that. Right. So we won't talk about that. That's a whole that like that mm-hmm. could be an episode in and of itself. If we like we could do like an astrology like yeah. breakdown yeah. and birth charts and stuff like that because yeah yeah we gotta bring um was Nikki is that Nikki who does the mm-hmm. astrology stuff? Mm-hmm. We need to bring her yeah, back. She, no, that would yeah. be nice for the special, but I, 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 I we'll, 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 we'll see. Um, yeah, for definitely. Whenever, yeah. But go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, bring I know. I'm sorry, we just talking. Like we just got on the call. Yeah. Like we just yeah. decided to do a three-way call. A three-way call. Oh, I'm sorry. A three-way <laughs> call. <laughs> yeah, just like the commercial. I, first off, right. I can't stand that you are this dang on awake because of that nap. Because I want a nap and I can't <laughs> nap. <laughs> oh. <laughs> None of them. Every, everyone, she's awake. Okay, let's go. Yes, I'm None of them. Yeah, what up? Yeah, hey, yeah. None of How's everybody doing tonight? We're great. How are you? I just got back from the gym torturing a couple of people. I'm good. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you you, you up and you got that adrenaline going, too. So, you got to be as hype as me. Go ahead now. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, Nanya, 
Um, and for all the people listening in, this is how we do it. I interview you for the, about the first 30 minutes of the show. And, uh, and uh, also, if the wings have any additional questions towards the end, they'll ask you some follow-up questions. And um, then we'll take some calls around 9.30. Oh, man, Raven, I, oh, I, I'm man, assuming Raven, that's you. What? The, uh, the, the feedback. That, but I don't know what it's from. What? Yeah, what Wait, what? Yeah, usually when you come feedback, on. But I don't know what it's from. I don't have anything going on in the background here. We'll, we'll, okay, let's keep. We'll try it. Uh, okay, it's gone. Good. All right. Um, he just blamed on the on Virgo. See, I should. I should be like, yeah, I'm a Gemini too. What up? And y'all wouldn't have even done that. Y'all just hanged up on me. Okay, whatever. I would have believed it. And then at 10 o'clock, we, uh, we take a break. We come back from the break. We got Butterfly Flow. After Butterfly Flow, I have some more announcements. After the announcements, we have, uh, we'll take some more calls about the topic, and then that's our show. So, Nunya, are you ready for this? Yes, sir. Let's go. All right. Now, I wanna, first, I want to start with your name. Uh, now, was it given to you by your parents, or are you a Moor, or is it a spiritual name, or... How did you it's not the above. I'm a. It's a Moorish. It's a Moorish ancestral title. Um, we uh, we get it during uh, birth ceremonies or induction into our uh, spiritual orders. Like my family is half Islamic, half Christian. So go figure. Ah, okay. Yeah, my uh, yeah. I have. A, I was given a. A Moorish title, uh, Golden Dragon Yahshua L. Um, okay. By 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 Moorish uh, leader at a temple about two years ago. But I'm not, I'm not a, a Moor though. I'm just talking shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have well, I, there's some things I see. I didn't know you were gonna say. I knew it was a Moorish sounding name, but. I, I I do have questions about the Moors and things like that, but I, especially with the things I've experienced. But um, not in this interview. I maybe in the future. I definitely do. I you know now that I know this information about you. Um. Now uh. Now now I love your Facebook lives. You know you say a lot of great things. Um, not just about fitness, but you talk about things going on in the community and you know, things black people should improve on and things like that. Now, what are three things you think the black community, excuse me, the black community needs to improve on? You personally, what do you think? Three things that we should, that we need to tweak to make us better. Mental health. Mental health, first and foremost. Health, second. Okay. And finances, okay. third. Definitely. Definitely, okay. definitely. Do you have a uh, do you have a um um do you do you have a solution to, to, to pull us up? You know, any, anything that well, you I think got, uh, could be done. Well, I mean as far as the mental health is concerned, uh counseling, uh therapy, uh hypnotherapy, me myself personally I under I underwent hypnotherapy and I still do. And um 
even talking with your pastor, you know, helps. But the pastor is not a psychiatrist or psychologist or um, anything in that any um, field of psychology. But talking to your pastor can be helpful if you want to get a religious point of view or you just need to vent. But I definitely believe as far as the mental health, you definitely need counseling, therapy, or hypnotherapy. And the reason why I say hypnotherapy is because with hypnotherapy, you bypass the conscious mind and you go into the subconscious. And the subconscious mind is a billion times more powerful than the conscious mind. So all your bad habits, all your hang-ups, all your quarks, et cetera, et cetera, is inside the subconscious mind. And it's like grooves on a record. So you have that record spinning and then you have the record that's the conscious mind that's spinning, but the group, the, uh, the, the, rec- the music coming from the subconscious mind is more powerful than coming from the conscious mind. So you got two different records spinning, but the subconscious mind, as far as it being a record, influences the conscious mind, which is also a record. So your conscious mind is, is playing, but it's skipping or it's off, it's off alignment or whatever the case may be. So with hypnotherapy, hypnotherapy goes in and addresses the issues of the subconscious and institutes new programming to institute new behavior patterns because we're we're all pattern-based. Human beings are pattern-based. So if you can delete old programming and install new programming, that will create a different reality. So as far as mental health is concerned, um, we definitely need to drop the ego and seek counseling, seek therapy, hypnotherapy, even even go to Al-Anon or Alcoholics Anonymous. Those are very helpful. I myself went to Al-Anon, and I still go. Um, I started going in 2011, and it helped me tremendously. So... <clears throat> Mental health, definite. Uh, as far as physical health, well, that's a no-brainer. Not well, even hey, going to touch no, that no, one. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not. You know, not to cut you off, but I actually want to get back on the mental health. I was want to break all three of them down individually, but I guess we could skip physical health. Uh, back, actually, back to mental health. And I know some Adrian. I know Adrian Charleston is definitely going to jump on this as well. Uh, this is this one thing I want to ask, and um. And I, and I don't think you're a, you're not you're not um, uh, a professional in that field or anything, are you? In the in the mental health? No, I just I just do a lot of studying in my own research. That's all. Okay, okay. Well, I'm still asked though. Uh, um, now you know you, you we always hear the saying you know the uh, we could lead a horse to water but we can't make him drink kind of thing. And um, and mm-hmm. we all know mental health in the black community. I mean, we definitely need to get tweaked. We definitely need to get our minds checked. Our we need to pop the hood. We need all that fixed. Uh, but and we all know, uh, we don't take that seriously as a whole. Um, I, I, now we know that the health the health is there, and we know there's many professionals like Adrian Charleston who can help you know get you right. But people just don't feel like they need to go. Now, I know, and I, now, uh, uh, what am I trying to say here? No, I know what I'm trying to say. 
what do you think could be done to actually get people to realize that they need it? Because uh, I think that's the hard part, people realizing that, hey, we, we do need this. Uh, uh, the, the resources that are available to people, that's not the problem. I mean, because uh, there's so many of it out there. There's so, like you just named many, you know, uh, hypnotherapy. Um, I just mentioned Adrian Charleston, you know, and, and there's all, there's every, you, you, you can go, you can go anywhere, <laughs> you know, as many places you can go. But uh, but getting people to actually realize they need to go, what do you think, and I know you don't have all the answers, but what do you think, you know, we could do to move people in that direction? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Nope. Because it's a, this is the type of situation that involves growth on a very, very personal level for each individual and on a titanic level for the collective. So you're looking at universal forces because the universe deals with balance. And when the balance is off, the universe makes a correction. So for a person, if you want to break it down to an individual level, if a person keeps behaving in a particular type of way, um, the universe will send red flags or warning signs like turn back or hit the brakes, do a U-turn. The more you ignore the signs, the stronger the lesson is going to be. And if you keep ignoring the signs, keep ignoring the signs, keep ignoring the signs, first it starts as a, like a, like a nagging, like a nagging thought. Then it becomes something like an emotional discomfort and a nagging thought. Then it becomes um, more of a pounding, nagging thought and even more extreme emotional. Then it becomes, you start to see signs of something happening in your immediate surroundings. And if you continue forward, eventually something happens that's going to hit home. And in many cases, in many cases, that's not a good thing. It could be anything from a loved one committing suicide in front of you. It can be anything to car accident involving you. It can be many things, but balance is needed. And when there's no balance, correction must take place. And if you're stubborn to a fault, then unfortunately, as the old saying goes, with growth, Pain comes growth, but you don't always have to experience pain to experience growth, but because people are so stubborn and or in denial, but because people are so stubborn and or in denial that instead of them picking up on the change, or in other words, instead of you willingly, voluntarily making the changes, the universe has to step in and force you to make changes. And when that happens, like I said, that's really not a good thing. So you can you can you can rush out the house and say the house is on fire all you want to, but unfortunately people gotta get burned in order for them to figure, oh, the house is on fire. We actually need to get out of here. That's just the way it is now. 
Yeah, so so basically uh, people refusing to help, you're basically saying that's pretty much uh, natural selection right there, right? Is the universe yeah. doing its thing, weeding out the weak people who just are too stubborn well, to get the help and the strong it, people? It's not, necessarily, you know, it's not necessarily weeding out weak people. It's just the fact that if you picture life as a classroom, right, you picture life as a classroom, in the classroom, you got your, your your A students. They the top students. They 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 trailblazers. They pick up on things fast. They 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 just go go go. Then in life, you got your B students. They're not as fast as the A students, but they're still they're close. Then you got your C students. Then you got your D students. Then you got your F students. And then you got those that just simply refuse to grow. And so, depending upon where you're at, your life lessons can just be lessons to whereas you pick up on it and you figure it out, or depending upon where you're at, things might have to happen, uh, particularly to you, in order for you to get the point. Uh, yeah. The best example, one another example I can come up with is like an alcoholic. He keeps drinking, he keeps drinking, he keeps drinking, and then his health starts to go downhill. But even though the health is starting to spiral downward, if he stops at any time before his liver goes into cirrhosis, he can turn around. But if he finally wakes up, but his liver is in cirrhosis stages, well, that just might be a 50-50 of him coming back when he could have made the choice earlier to turn it all around, now he's at the point of almost no return and then trying to turn it around. So, um, like I said, you know, Jay, unfortunately, people got to get, you got to hit home personally for a lot of people in order for them to get it. And what's even sad is even then some don't get it. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I feel you. Um, well, let's uh, move on to the second thing, uh, physical health. Um, and I, I actually, this is the one thing, two things I like to say about that. Um, a lot of people, I know a lot of people hit the gym in January and then they stop, but, uh, you know, cause you're, you're a personal trainer, right? And I hear right. a lot of people, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, fitness gurus, they keep saying the same that Well, I don't know. This isn't actually a question. I don't know. It's about to turn into a comment. <laughs> but, uh, but actually, um, what, let me, let me get my, let me get my uh, questions right. Uh, well, basically I just want to, I just want to get you to say it out loud. Uh, a lot of people hit the gym, but they keep their diet the same and then they don't get any results. Uh, your 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 what you put in your body is is equally, if not more important than all the stuff you're doing at the gym, correct? Yeah, it's eighty percent diet, nutrition, and twenty percent what you do in the gym. Oh man, let me go on ahead and, and throw some claps on it. <laughs> now I'm 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 not in the. Uh, I ain't gonna talk about me, <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, we all we're all doing perfect. We all trying to get to where we need to go. But uh, 
But, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, they refuse to change that diet. They just want to – it's almost like going to the gym is like play for them. You know, they get on the treadmills and get on the different <laughs> equipment, but they don't – they they refuse to change it, you know, and, and they get mad that they don't get the results, you know. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say, uh, along with the physical health, is uh, – you know, I, I I believe that we have to take our whole body. Um, we have to we have to look at our whole body, not just not just the the muscles, not just the looking good for the gym, looking good on the beach, and looking good. Uh, a lot of people are more um, concerned about it, uh, concerned about the aesthetics, it seems, as opposed to how their body actually works. You know, uh, like when I think of physical health, I think of how your ears work, how your nose works, how your <laughs> fingers work. You know what I mean? And I, I know it sounds funny to hear it back, but I'm talking about every part of your body could be, uh, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I, I'm, I, my notes are not together, but you know what I'm saying, hopefully, right? Yeah, I, I get you. I get you. Yeah, it's like people don't take uh, – I mean, they just, they, they're only concerned about looking good, but it's better than, it's, it's more to it than looking good. Your, your, your body has to do what it's supposed to do. You know, it has to be able to function properly, you know, uh, like your lungs, your, your, uh, your elbows, all that, your feet, you know, people neglect just their overall taking care of themselves. They just want to, you know, just, that wasn't a question either. That was more of a comment. <laughs> what do you think about I that? Think, um, I think that um, it, it's nothing wrong with the aesthetic, but what you have to realize is is that if you're doing what you're supposed to do as far as nutrition-wise and what you do in the gym, the aesthetic is a perk or a benefit that's the end result of you doing what you're supposed to do. So, you look good with your clothes on, you look good with your clothes off. That's the end result of what you're doing because you're doing what you're supposed to do. But it goes back to motives and agenda. You know, if people just want to look good with their clothes on and off, then they'll train and they'll eat accordingly. I give props to them for doing that because even doing that, although it appears to be superficial, that still requires discipline. Then you got those that are athletes and they have to train because they need to keep their edge or to get an edge over other athletes to which I'm an athlete. But you also have those who either was borderline life-threatening illnesses or they were actually diagnosed with potential life-threatening illnesses and they had to turn it around and they had to turn it around quick. And those people are highly, highly motivated, motivated so much so to the point that it actually turns into a lifestyle where it could have been a potential death sentence. Now it becomes a lifestyle and they're addicted. I also fall into that category because I used to be overweight and I had severe asthma and I had a couple of asthma attacks that almost took me out of here completely to like wasn't breathing at all. So 
when you um when you when you're playing Uno with the Grim Reaper, you kind of want to not play Uno with the Grim Reaper no more. So I made a decision to turn it around, and I just got tired of being sick. I was constantly sick. The weight was an issue. Asthma was more of an issue than the weight. And so I had like a double whammy, and I was always sick. And um, I just got tired of it. So it took me a while to get, you know, get out of that. But the weight is gone. The asthma is gone. So that motivated me for the path that I'm currently on. But you got different type of people who have different type of goals and agendas, like bodybuilders, they're clearly aesthetic only. Power lifters, they don't have the aesthetic, but they're the strongest people on the planet. So it's just what your focus is, what your goal is, but if you're healthy, I salute you anyway. So. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I have many more questions, but uh, I'm going to let the wings uh, take it away from here. And uh, before they even ask that question, I just want to let everybody know that uh, if you're streaming from your phone and you want to talk to Nunya, all you have to do is press 1. If you're listening in on a link, an app, a third-party website, anything like that, just give us a call at 929-477-3872 and then press 1 and we'll bring you on. We're talking to Nunya. We're talking about things we can do to improve ourselves and improve the community. And uh, we're going to be talking about some other things as well later on in the program. And I also want to say, I I just want to say this before anybody else gets on the line, that uh, if we all bring our A game in our lives individually, the black community will improve right there. If we all just brought, because a lot of people, uh, I think a lot of people purposely live mediocre lives. Like they're 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 okay with being okay, and 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 that's not okay in some cases because uh, you know just struggling to pay bills and always bad health and mental health issues and all stuff. That's I mean we all got to do better. If we do better in our own lives, then bam, the black community will improve as a whole if we just take our own lives seriously. You know. Oh, AJ, I forgot. Um... We didn't we didn't cover the finance the finances part. Oh yeah, we are. We oh, we're yeah, actually we going are. to. I just want to stay uh true stay, to the to the to the, to the format. To the, but uh yeah. we're gonna get that but, uh, when we get the uh, we yeah, we're gonna I'm gonna jump back on yeah, gonna, jump and, back and ask you that. And ask you that. Oh yeah. So uh Adrian Miss Bright. Miss Bright. Call us. Call us. Mhm. Get it in. Butterfly. Butterfly, I'm gonna let you go first. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm good. I actually liked everything that Nanya said about the, the mental health piece, and of course, mental health and physical health goes well together. So, I mean, you know, you gotta take more care of one, you take care of the other. So, you can go ahead. I think everything that he said was on point. Like, you, you, you can't say it better than someone who, who's done it and who's been through it and how to do it and all the other stuff. So, yeah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, I think what my my uh points my talking points are more um responses to some things that were said within the discussion. Um, something that I wanted to cover was that, you know, 
um, Jay, you had made the point that, you know, um, it's like there are resources everywhere, um, that people, there are like practitioners everywhere, but I want to heed people to being careful into that because, you know, it's still very, you have to do your due diligence when you're advocating for your health and that includes your mental health. There, there's definitely a reason why there's licensing. There's definitely a reason why there's credentialing. Um, so I know that it seems like there are these massive amounts of resources, but be careful about who you are frequenting. Um, also back to resources, just because resources may be available, that does not mean that everyone has access and ample access to those resources. For example, there are people, yeah, there are practitioners all over the place, but what's going on with insurance coverage? HMOs, PPOs, those things are crazy right now. Sometimes they minimize and they limit the amount of um, visits that you can have. Sometimes they say that, you know, we'll give you this, but it's got to be a network. What if the practitioner you want is not a network? Um, so that this is something to, t uh, to, you know, take awareness of. Also, I also want to bring into the fold um, the idea that there might be ample resources, but are they culturally relevant? So, for example, me going to see a therapist who is a white male, is he necessarily going to understand everything that I might be wanting to talk to him about and the things that I face in the day? Maybe not. What about a white female? Perhaps. So I think that another issue and topic of mental health is, and one of the reasons why I think we celebrate Adrienne so much is because of the fact that she is um, a black female working, you know, in, in this arena, so she can be used as a resource and she has cultural relevance, if that makes sense. So those are the only three um, points that I wanted to hit. Oh. Yay! Unless I have a sound effect. Yay! <laughs> I don't get no claps. I don't get no snaps. I didn't get no calls. I, didn't get no... I gave you my own sound effect. Thank you, baby. I appreciate it. Bring some. <laughs> <laughs> baby, I don't care if you. I don't care if you don't agree, Jay. What I said was relevant. It had was valid. Now what? I validated my own self. Look at that. Support my own mental health. Oh yeah, I agree with, with everything you said, Raven. I was uh, doing some other things while we were. I was promoting the show on the Facebook. <laughs> while I know. You were doing I, that, I, I just got. I got the. Uh, I got the signals when you did it. <laughs> yeah, my but, fingers yeah. weren't fast enough. But yeah, yeah, that was a good point. Uh, Nanya, is there anything you want to add on to what uh, Miss Ray said? No, I mean she she pretty much put the cherry on a uh, on a cake. So. Oh, yes, yes, Sherry, Kate. So sorry. See, that was inappropriate. I thought I was a mute. Okay, please continue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, if anybody else wants to join in and, and ask Nunya anything or if you want to, you know, add your own talking points, please do. Just press 1 if you're streaming from your phone. If you're listening in on a link, or a third-party website or an app, give us a call at 929-477-3872 and press 1. We're talking about Nunya, about improving the community and improving ourselves. Uh, you know, let's, let's get into the uh, the financial part, the, thir the third part of it. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. Blacktopia was, was originally 
built with that in mind. I wanted Blacktopia to be this big ecosystem uh, of of black people, black businesses, da da da, all of that. Um, and and it's 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 it works. It works in its own way, different from what I uh, intended for it to work. But it's working. That's the bottom line. It works in, in its own way. Um, uh, you know, I I started I started. Yeah, none. Is that, is that, none. You? Is that you? Is that you? Uh, that I, think I, I think that's yeah, you. Uh, that's echo. Hello. Yeah. Okay. It's, okay. We're good. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, Blacktopia. That was the original plan. Was to make it a big, you know, ecosystem and 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 preach economic empowerment. And th- now there's other black groups that are like that, black business groups, black business this and that, support black business. But what I noticed in those groups that it was just other business people, and they were just kind of spamming the board. It didn't have just the regular everyday nine to five working people in there who just want to buy things, you know. So I said, you know what, this is what the what Blacktopia needs. It needs uh, things that will attract the everyday, you know, Joe Schmo, which is why we have the Funny Fridays and the Thirsty Thursdays and things like that, just the straight-up entertainment, you know, just fun stuff that you're just not really serious about, uh, and then put them in the same group with people who are, you know, posting black businesses. Uh, and, uh, you know, with Blacktopia, I wanted us to all unify under one big umbrella, but uh, that that scares people off more than anything. I, a group full of other black people, not pass that black selfie pass. <laughs> but it, it's all good though. Uh, and I really do believe that many of the problems that we have in our community will be solved if we understand if we understood how money works. You know, and we're serious about it. I mean, the black community. We've been raised on things like, uh, you know, being poor is, is some kind of virtuous thing or struggling is some kind of uh, badge of honor and money is evil. And, and, you know, yeah. and, 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 and that nun, you go ahead and talk about his part of the financial piece because we didn't hear his thoughts on it. That's what we were waiting on. All right, well, I just want to say that um... – the first thing is the programming that the black pe- that black people have as a collective in regards to money and finance, and the programming is just completely wrong. I mean, it need we all just need to collectively press the delete button and like completely start over because through religious indoctrination, we was taught that money was negative, that finances and money was negative. Um, you didn't have to, don't worry about your finances, just focus on getting to heaven and, you know, you and Jesus can be in heaven playing spades and it's all about getting to heaven, having this, having that, having this. Don't worry about your earthly things. Just worry just, just worry about being a good person. Get to heaven, everything taken care of. Meanwhile, you're here and while you're here, you're struggling, you're suffering. But again, through religious indoctrination, he was taught that that was okay. Meanwhile, on the other side of Cybertron, while the people that taught you that money and finances was not beneficial to you, they're currently ruling the planet. Through finances. So definitely, um, we definitely fell for the banana in the tailpipe, and I think it's time that we press the delete button and institute our own programming. So 
land, precious metals, investments. Um, I guess you can throw real estate in there. Bring back the bartering system. Definitely bring back the bartering system. But also, uh, Dr. Claude Anderson broke this down. He says society goes through four phases, and we're currently at the last phase, which is technology. Now, after the technological phase, society resets. So when society resets, it goes back to agricultural. Dr. Claude Anderson always said, jump out ahead of the race. So black people are way behind when it comes to the technological aspect of civilization. But you can definitely put your be the first people to put your bid in when when society resets and you already are establishing the agricultural phase of it. So get into gardening, get into farming, get into owning your own piece of land, whether it's an acre or two acres or five acres or ten acres. Get get into farming, agriculture. Don't necessarily go to agricultural route. Learn something called permaculture. Permaculture is actually what we should be doing. Agriculture is is not. But I'm just using agriculture because everybody's familiar with the term agriculture. But we really need to learn permaculture, and we really need to take permaculture and run with it because permaculture not only heals the planet, but it yields more because it works with the planet versus agriculture, which damages the planet and yields very little. So, like I said, Dr. Claude Anderson said that if you can't capitalize on the current phase of civilization, which is technology, then you need to move ahead to the next phase when it resets, which is agricultural. So, one thing that you can do, get you, like I said, get you some acres of land, grow your crops, break the crops down, crops for your family, put that to the side. Crops for, let's just say, Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, um, all those grocery stores. You can actually sell your crops to those grocery stores. You have to work out the particulars, but you can sell your crops to them. Now you got to look at the type of crops. Basically, there's three. Microgreens, baby greens, and then full-grown crops. Most people are familiar with full-grown crops. Sorry to say, Full-grown crops only have about 30 to 35% of the nutrients. Microgreens and baby greens are rocking 85% of the total nutrient value. If you haven't noticed, when you go into a lot of these organic-orientated stores, they have the baby greens, they have the microgreens. 
Well, they figured out that the baby greens and the microgreens carry more nutrient value than full-grown crops, organic or not. So let's just say you got five acres of land, so you can split the acres up to crops for the family, crops for business, and then set a section aside for medicinal herbs so that you can have what I call a natural medicine cabinet so that you don't have to depend upon doctors and pharmaceutical drugs so much. I do believe in integrative medicine, but you need to lean a little bit more to the holistic side than to allopathic. So if you've got five acres of land, you got enough to feed your family, you got enough to where you can make sixty or seventy thousand dollars a year off the crops, and you also got your medicine because food is medicine that you can either cultivate for your family or your neighborhood or your closest friends or whatever, or you can cultivate those medicinal crops or herbs and you can sell that too. And now you got your own little natural pharmacy. So Again, we, we're not going to catch up on the technological end. That's, that's over with. But as a collective, we can jump ahead to the agricultural side and plant our feet there first. Another thing, as you know, the dollar is not backed by silver or gold. Completely worthless. Completely worthless. We just pass it around. And they tell you it's backed by the strength of the government. To this day, I still don't know what the hell that means. Maybe they're talking about stealth bombers and stealth fighters. I don't know. But when they got rid of the gold standard and they got rid of the silver standard, the dollar became worthless. So what we need to do as a collective is start investing in precious metals, gold, platinum, silver. Invest in the actual metals themselves. Do not get certificates. Get the metals yourself. I myself personally, I'm currently collecting silver coins, pure silver coins. And by the end of the year, I'll probably have about 100 to 150 of them. Silver is only going for $17 an ounce. Who here can't afford a $17 ounce of silver? If you are making money and you get a check and your check is being divided between taxes, car note, insurance to cover the car, cable, internet, cell phone, kids' tuition, kids' batting, uh, baseball practice, soccer games, personal things for the house, why don't you set why don't you set some aside and start racking up on silver coins? Just a little inside information I'll share with you guys. Chase Bank. Chase Bank bought close to seven hundred million dollars in silver. Now something's going on. I don't know exactly what I'm digging. Don't know exactly what. But when a major bank buys up that much silver, something big is happening. So 
silver is the easiest thing to get. Rack up on as much of it as possible. And for all you ballers out there, if you can afford an ounce of gold or a keg of gold, go for it. But you need to have something tangible. Also, establish a bartering system. Bartering system with each other that brings back a true networking, that brings back true camaraderie, and that brings back that old feeling of the neighborhood becoming a village again. Everybody got something of value, traded for something of value with somebody else, establish or reestablish your communities, and then start putting the money into the communities. Black people really don't even have a community. That's like an oxymoron. We just live there. We don't own the land. We don't own the buildings. We don't control the economies. We don't do nothing. We're just there. So, in essence, there really is there really is no such thing as a black community. So, let's do a little comparison. The Latinos own most of the land, none apartments, uh, condos. None yet. Before yeah. we go any further, we have a uh, we have a caller that was actually waiting patiently. Uh, so let me go on ahead and uh, bring this caller on. I believe I know who it is, but uh, let me let them tell it. Caller in the 609-346. You're on the air. Who is this? Oh, yeah, I know who it is. Chamber 7. Just wanted to call back in, check in with y'all. Uh, another one of these uh, really uh, poignant subjects that I wanted to kind of throw my two cents into. How y'all doing today? Definitely. We're doing well. Yeah. Yay, Hey, Raven, how you doing, Butterfly? What's going on? We're both good, I think. Uh-oh. All right. How you doing, Nanya? Um, no, I... Say it again. Butterfly. Well, while, while she comes back on the line, I did want to tell you that I worked on something that you recommended for me last week, and I called myself a photographer out loud in the open publicly. So I wanted to let you know that I did that. There we go. All right. That's what I'm talking about. Congratulations, photographer. Yes. Yes. I did. See, and here is Butterfly. Hi, Butterfly. Hey, I'm here. I just be on mute sometimes. No, I know, because I was on mute, too. I was talking to Chamber, and I'm like, oh, yep, mute. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah, I just wanted to chime in, brother. Um, everything you're saying is, is right on point. Um I've actually been kind of doing a couple of things. Uh, for those who know me, know I've always got kind of got my hands in a couple of different pots trying to uh, work on some magic. Um, I just wanted to add on to that uh, with regard to like bartering and working with family and friends. I think one of the, the the key things that you just said there is that we we kind of don't have our own community. I think we kind of lost touch with that. Uh, we can even start small. You know, I, I started with um, I told my 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 kids. You know, I both, I got both of them their own bank accounts. I make sure they always got money on them. Um, I try to build up their own credit. I don't have anything tied to them. I let them have their own. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, just to share with y'all, I, recently I spoke with my daughter and my son, and I told them, why don't we look into buying a house, whether it be together or separately or something like that, so that way I can help them build their credit at a young age. I think one of the major problems, especially within uh, minority communities, I won't say black communities, but minority communities, is this attitude that we can't or, we, or we're not supposed to. We've been so conditioned over the years, not only by religion but by 
uh, television and, and, and the way we perceive things, uh, the perception is that we're not allowed to. And I've always kind of been the asshole that's always asked the question, well, why not? Why, why am I not allowed to do it? Like there's no rule book that says I'm not allowed to do it. So um, I've, I've talked to my kids about buying a couple of homes here and there, uh, even if it's something small with their name on it. So that way when they get older, they don't have to be, you know, they're both of age. They both work. So once they get of, of a certain age, they can take over it for themselves. But building that internal wealth within our families and then kind of spreading out from there. Why can't we go out and buy a franchise? Why can't we be the ones that own uh, not only property but things of, of, of supreme value as well? I think we've trapped ourselves with this mentality of what we can and can't do. And I've always asked the question, well, why? I agree. I agree 100%, man. You, you're on point. It's, it's like we're, we're, trapped in a, we're trapped in the prison of our own making. And the funny thing is, is that although we're trapped in the prison of our own making, we actually have the keys to our own freedom, but for whatever reasons, you won't stick the key in the damn lock and turn it and walk out. So it, it, it's a trip, but I, I applaud what you're doing, man, because you got, you know, you got like younger generations behind you, and you're you're giving them the right programming. So you know, I was just taught to save money, and saving money is okay. But saving money is really on the scale of importance is low because money needs to work. Money needs right. to travel. Money needs to work. Saving money is not going to help the situation. You got to put that money out there and let it work for you. So you got to get to the point where you establish leverage to the point to whereas. The money that you have, money that you have is, making money, is making money, and you don't have to touch it. Exactly. Exactly. And one way of doing, that, way is of doing that is by getting the precious metals, learning to invest. Um, there's investment apps, Robinhood, Stash, Acorn. I got Stash and I got Robinhood. Those apps Same help way. you to invest, and they teach yep. you how to invest. Yep. Uh, again, silver, an ounce of silver, one ounce of silver is only going for $17 an ounce. Come on, y'all. $17 an ounce? There's no excuse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to a break, and we get back from our break. We uh we're gonna talk more about this. We got butterfly flew after the break and then some more announcements then we're gonna talk about more about the gold and making money work for you. Uh caller, thank you for calling in. You're welcome to call back anytime Tuesday nights. We do this every Tuesday night. Uh the caller that's uh waiting, uh just just hold tight, but we'll get to you after the break. You're listening to Blacktopia presents Round Table Talk Radio. And uh and yeah, we got a guest Nunya. And check out this new song from Rhyme Team. We'll be back. Things you do, can nobody do the things you do. 
Baby grind, baby wine on me. Just grind it slow, just grind it slow. Got me with the stars and I feel pretty good. Hey, let's ride to the moon, yeah. Since I'm in the mood, God, baby, try to rule it. Let the music let it slow it down. Baby, feel the groove, watch me move. Take a time, see some wine on me. Yeah. Can nobody do the things you do? Baby, 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 grind, baby, wine on me. I like the way you're grooving it. Slow down, girl, you moving too fast. I like the way you're moving it. I like the way you're grooving it. Slow down, girl, you moving too fast. My Caribbean got cause she doing the slow wine. Get the dance flow, cause you know she's so fine. Gotta spit game, cause I'm trying to make you mine. Caribbean girl, I got you on my mind. You the type be telling me things, but I don't want to listen, cause you just be selling me dreams. It's like piano chords, because we pulling the strings. It's like we moving too fast, but we moving in space. We like astronauts, cause we out of space. We like Get too close, we gon' catch the case She like, poppy, ven paca I wanna give you more But slow down, girl I love the way you want it slow Nobody can do it like you Nobody, nobody Take, take a time, see some wine on me Yeah And can nobody do the things you do Can nobody do the things you do Baby, 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 grind Baby, wine on me Just grind it slow Just grind it slow I, I like the way you're moving it I like the way you're grooving it This our night open like a 7-Eleven. It's like a guy, but I ain't making to heaven. Cause I'll be rhyming and ripping. We say these sipping, she stripping. We pillow talking, we hitting. I'm like, slow wine with it. I'm just a rule boy on the grind. Well, my Caribbean girl, she looking so fine. We be making it hot because she all mine. I'm about to hit the selector, the bus, I rewind. I bust a rewind. Nobody can do it like you. Nobody can, nobody can. Take, take a time, take a wine on me. Nobody do the things you do. Yeah, what's up? It's your girl, Linda B. Let me find out you got that big boy TV, but you only get in hospital station. Uh-uh. Let me find out you got that flat screen TV plugged up to a converter box because you too cheap to get cable. Let uh-huh. me find out every week you down at the bootleg man trying to get new movies because you're running out of stuff to watch. Shame on you. I'm here. That's what I do. You want cable? Hit me up. Oh, Bill, no problem. I got you. Cable too high? I got you. Dun, 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 dun. Me up. We can do this a few ways. You can either call me, I can call you, 
287-0736, or you could go to my website, lindaebrown.acndirect.com, or we could do a three-way call. What? A three-way call? We could even do a three-way call. Shut the Hit me door. up today, and you can have cable tomorrow. Yeah, I got your back. And remember, what God, all things is possible. Have a good day, world, and I'm out. What up, this is your man, Avant, and I want everybody to go out there and support the new album, The A. It's in stores right now, but I need you to go down because they're not holding much product in the stores right now. But big shout-outs to blacktopia.org. All right, everybody out there, y'all know what it is. Matter of fact, shouts out to some guy named Jay or whatever, you know what I mean? But also hit me up at Twitter, on Twitter, at Avant Music. Also on Instagram, at Avant Music. And on Facebook, Avant. Yo, I'm in the building, y'all. We gonna do this thing. Oh, yes. It's money to be made out here. Win big at the Lucky Panda. This is some guy named Jay, like I've always been. And I want to let you all know that you can win big money out here at the Lucky Panda Adult Arcade. Located 2610 Clemson Avenue, Charlotte, North Carolina. Right off the plaza. Open seven days a week, days and nights. So come on out. The Lucky Panda has skill games, fish games, and more. Including weekly raffles and drawings. So there are plenty of chances for you to win big money. Lucky Panda also serves free food to the players on Saturdays. So come on out. Again, that's the Lucky Panda. And that's Panda spelled with a 9 instead of a P. Located 2610 Clemson Avenue in Charlotte, North Carolina, right off the plaza. Come on out and win big. See you there. All right. Welcome back to the second half of Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio. And uh, it's time for Butterfly Flow. Hey, Jay. Hey. <laughs> I'm hyped up on uh, Chick-fil-A lemonade, so don't pay me any attention. Um, <laughs> I was loving that song. Ron Skeen was doing his thing once again. That was, yes, that was very dope. Very dope, Ron Skeen. Um, yeah. So on today's butterfly flow, um, wait a minute, I didn't start that off right. Hey everybody, this is Adrian Charleston and this is Butterfly Flow with Adrian Charleston. And on today's butterfly flow, I am going to talk about um yeah, we'll talk about respecting each other's um feelings and reality. And I did this on my live yesterday and I figured it'd be a good thing to to talk about again just because um you know a lot of times people don't don't know how to respect other people's feelings and their reality like you can tell someone when this happened this is how I felt when this happened I felt triggered um I don't feel right when I'm in this atmosphere and the first thing people say is well I feel fine I don't know what you talk about I don't understand you know and and pretty much what you're saying to them is that you um you you negate you're negating their feeling you're negating what they're saying you're saying that what they're feeling is not real and that is not the truth because what you feel is real it's just you know other people don't see it and i and i take it as um you know kind of like the phone thing we go through the phone thing sometimes and how um the phone 
like like there's a reverb on one end or you have a bad connection on one end and then you say to the other person, hey, we have a bad connection. And the first thing they say is everything's okay on my end, but they're not taking into account what you're feeling. So I call that the, the reception and the perception. So just because their reception is not messed up, they discount your perception of what is going on for you. So um, as people, we have to be more mindful of that, be more mindful of um, of other people, of how they're feeling. Um, if someone says, you know, this triggers me, don't say, well, if you knew it was going to trigger you, don't watch it. It's not how it works. Most of the time people don't know what's going to trigger them. So if they say something triggers them, don't question how does that trigger you? What do you mean? I don't understand. It don't trigger me. Yeah, we're we're all different people. <laughs> so it's one of those things that um, once you understand that you are not that person and that person is not you, and the same way that you want your feelings and your reality validated, the same goes for the person in front of you, the person around you, the person on the computer. Like, their reality and their perception is their truth. It's not, you know, their feelings are valid. What they're saying is valid. And just because it doesn't apply to you doesn't mean it's not real. So be mindful of, you know, respecting others' reality and respecting their feelings. And remember, you know, just like you want to be respecting how you want um, want to be treated, make sure you treat others the same way and respect what they're saying and what they're feeling. So. Yeah, that's it for tonight's Butterfly Flow. Thank you. <laughs> Yay! I'm going to do my own. <laughs> yeah, All thank right. you. All right, that was Butterfly Flow with Adrian Charleston. All right, now yeah. uh, let's go ahead and put some calls right quick. Uh, caller in the 314-381, you're on the air. Who is this? Oh, my name is Pianchi. Pianchi, I was going to ask some, put some points out there. Uh, the gentleman was making mention that blacks don't have any communities in this country, and really that's that's just not true. Uh, the state of Mississippi, where blacks make up about 37% of the population, they're the majority population in 18 counties on either side of the Mississippi River. And we're talking about 70% plus in their population. And you probably can find the same thing similar in Louisiana where they make up about 33% or more. So the communities, and also there's other communities. I just can't think of these communities. You got them in California, of course, in Maryland, and other areas where in St. Louis you got one right outside of Ferguson, Barrington down with the average house about seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, and blacks make up about seventy percent, seventy five percent of that population. So they do have communities that they are controlled. Now it may not be what you're talking about. Now you made some more mention about gold and silver. Gold and silver is good investments, but if you're going to do gold and silver, now people. It's based on your capability. People go out and buy gold certificates and, and silver certificates. Then, if you really want to make money, blacks need to form a consortium based on rules that they stipulate and go mine their gold in a West African country like Ghana. Get the equipment, get the concession, and mine the gold. Get the licenses. 
Another thing, you can buy hard gold from a operation in Ghana, West Africa, called PMMC, which stands for Precious Precious Marketing Mining uh, Corporation. It's a government organization. If you find a miner that you want to buy gold from, then you work it through them. Miner will deliver the gold to PMMC. They will test it and tell you how much it, how much in quantity it is, and what percentage of gold it is. And that you work it out between you and that miner. Then, if you decide to get it, they would package it up and go through all the paperwork, put it on a plane, and deliver it to your city. And you just check it out through customs, like you do anything else. You have hard gold. Hard gold that has no value to it, you don't have to pay a tariff or you don't have to pay any taxes on it. And that there's a good thing. So, no, the African-Americans could get involved. And it's not for everybody. We have to remember, I hear people say, well, blacks ain't done. Well, it's not for everybody to do these things. It's only for a certain group to do them. And when they form their consortium, just like anything else, and to be able to sit at the table, you have to meet certain qualifications. They want to know what's your profit and loss statement. They want to know uh, what's your, are you married? Are you bondable? Are you behind in your taxes? Before you can sit at the table with any cartel and be part of them, they want to make sure that you, you know, qualified to sit at the table. I mean, just think about it. Wouldn't you want that too? Well, everybody got quiet. Catch your name. Hello. My name is my name is Pianchi. <laughs> and you Pianchi? know, here's another. Yes. Huh. And there's so oh, okay. many opportunities. There's so many opportunities out there. It's ridiculous. It's the big things. You know, I hear people talking about separating. You're not going to have in the United States a exclusive. What you call Maybe black city or town? Definitely on the cusp. The cusp of anything mm-hmm. within that that week. Yeah, well, right. Let me the phone back, baby. Oh, so sorry. Well, as I was saying, yeah. you're not going to have nothing exclusive black because then you'd be discriminated. I mean, just think about it. If you had a town, you know, more than likely the people that's going to control your accommodation, hotels, and things is going to be the Indians, the Patels. They own 28,000 hotels and motels in the United States, and they do about $128 billion in revenue every year. So that market is pretty much already taken for. But there's a lot of other markets out there. I hear folks talk about making hair care products on their kitchen stove and mixing them on the mm-hmm. sink. Well, go start a operation over in West African country. Well, the land in some cases are free. The labor is cheap. It ain't slave labor. It just don't cost right. that much to live in those countries. Yeah, but you got to get up and move. And you mean there's more to move into a different well, country uh, you, than move into a different country. Well, you're right. <laughs> so but, there's a lot you of know, things that people have to do to put in place to get there. And you, you, you absolutely know, unless they right. know someone. You know, it's kind of you know. But, but no, people I do are doing what you're it. Saying. Yeah, people no, are and, doing and yes, it. Yes, they are. Yep. Yeah. They and are. we said it's not for everybody. Right, right. So, okay. Well, thank you so much for calling. 
Thank you. <laughs> Jay, we got some claps. A bit. I think he's typing. He's typing. He's oh, typing. He's trying okay. to multitask. Okay. He's trying to multitask. <laughs> no, so, Adrian, you, you, you and I have a clap. Yay. Huh? Yay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I was going to say, Daniel did you have class. any thoughts oh, on what the uh, caller was saying or anything you want to add? Yeah, okay. I, th- I think um, he, he's, he's pretty much speaking along the same lines that I am. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're kind of on the same page, except with the fact that he was mentioned, he was mentioning that blacks make up a large majority of the population or the numbers in certain communities or certain right, sections right. of uh, different cities or states mm-hmm. that don't necessarily make a community. Like I said earlier, right. we don't right. have a true community. We, we're just a group of people that occupy a space. If we had a true yeah. community or better yet, the best example of when we did have a true community was Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. We own the businesses, we own the banks, we own the land. That's a community. Yeah. We went yeah. from that to just being a group of people that live wherever. South right. side of Chicago is ninety five percent black. West side of Chicago is like probably about seventy five percent, but yet because you're in Chicago, right? No, I'm in, I I uh, live in Madison, Wisconsin. I'm from Chicago. I moved from Chicago okay. up to Wisconsin, but okay. Despite the fact that the South Side and the West Side is predominantly black, they still don't have no type of solid community. Communities. They yeah. don't own the buildings that they live in. Right. Very few very few own homes in these sections. Mhm. Hardly any black businesses anywhere. No more black banks. So mm. there's a difference between a bunch of people living in a certain section of a city or a state versus mm-hmm. a collective actually controls the coming the and going in the mm-hmm. daily operations of their community. Big difference. Big difference. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I do like what you're saying about bartering and trading because um Raven and I do it. I actually do it with Jay. I do it with um Chamber, the one who called in. Like I do a lot of bartering and trading for, for different types of services and we, we help each other out like uh and I don't know if we actually call it bartering and trading, but, you know, it's like, you know, I, I can help you with this and you can help me with that. Like, we just come together and do it. And it's more of a, you know, we're we're working on our community and building what we can together. So it's it's always good to have that community piece that you're talking about. So. Agree. Oh, yeah, just, just imagine if what you guys are doing was happening on a larger scale, mm-hmm. then we actually would have communities and then we would maintain the money flow in our communities. Our communities would have value and that would that right. would just change the whole game. That would that's the game changer right there. 
Right. Right. Exactly. Now I posted in the Blacktopia thread chat. We were I was trying to figure out um where do you get your silver? Do you go online? Is there a place in that area where you go or how do you do that? Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> we have a um we have a spot up here in Madison in uh inside Hilldale Mall. Hilldale Mall is like their upscale their version of upscale mall. And uh, mm-hmm. there's a there's a collector in there and um he got I mean he got everything. He got silver, gold and platinum, but mm. I currently can't afford the other two. So I just go for the silver. <laughs> so yeah. I go in there and I buy the silver and I also go on the eBay and uh get my silver coins because a lot of companies that um are selling the silver, they are on eBay, and they sell mm. their silver through eBay. And the companies are reputable. The silver is authentic. Mm. And that's pretty much how I get it. Oh, right. yes. Uh, for the people that's in Charlotte, there's a gold shop over in Ballantine. For the people that's in Charlotte, there's a gold shop in Ballantine, in the Ballantine area, that you can get gold, silver, and platinum from as well. Uh, so definitely check that and out. They're not a sponsor. I usually, uh, you know, you know, I've also been there. Thank you. I've also been there to get a few uh, silver too. Uh, uh, Nanya, I also wanted to ask you: uh, Have you heard of carrot bars? <laughs> carrot bars? Yeah, carrot bars. Have you heard of that? No, I never heard of that. Okay. 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 Well, okay, you just said that. What is that? <laughs> what is a carrot bar? Right. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just want to know if you knew what it was. <laughs> what is it, Jay? We're asking you. Just tell us. <laughs> uh, yeah, carrot bars is actually um, they have a a chip. They have like a a card with the gold on it, it's put, instead of having like physical gold coins or physical uh, silver and gold nuggets, you just pull it, it, it's like supposed to be uh, a card equivalent of carrying gold. Oh. And, um, oh. Have a, yeah. And they have a lot of, uh, of, uh, of, um, you know, sales agents online and things like that trying to push uh, for people to, uh, convert their gold to the card, and I just want to know if you knew anything of it, or or you would recommend that, or wow. you think that's a scam. As always, you know, do your mm-hmm. research for anything, yeah. and uh, check behind it. And if it and if it proves to be legitimate, then I say taking it run with it. Uh, a, a problem that uh, black people have is that they're too skeptical of a lot of things. Now, some some skepticism is necessary but with with black people a lot of us is just extremely skeptical and that keeps us stagnant you know we don't trust mm-hmm. nothing so we don't want to do nothing you you gotta you gotta get out of that you gotta get out of that and take control of your own destiny and you do so by first taking that leap of faith and then you follow Baby. through by doing your do do you uh you follow mm-hmm. through by doing your due diligence and then that instills the confidence in you, and you just build and lay your foundation and build from there. But 
with me personally, it um my my change happened when I met uh Dr. Robert Kiyosaki. I met him in person and um he was in town and he was promoting the rich dad, poor dad and the um cash flow quadrant. Actually mm-hmm. it was him and Tony Robbins and Les Brown and a couple others in town and I was working at the convention. And uh, I think this was uh, 05, I think, 05. So I got to actually meet all these guys, and that that's something else in person. I mean, the energy these cats give off is tremendous. So I got a copy of um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I got a copy of uh, Cash Flow Quadrant, and I played the Cash Flow game. He got, like, Cash Flow 101 and uh Cash flow 202 or 102, something like that. So that's really where my education with finances took off at. And um, I've been a student of his for past 10 years. So I've put that to use, and um, I've learned to invest, which is the reason why I downloaded the um, – Robinhood app and the Stash app, uh, buying the silver and the gold. Well, buying the silver for right now, that was motivated from that. And um, you have to just, you, you can't do nothing without money. Unfortunately, we are in a society where money, whether the currency is real or not, is necessary. So, you might as well play the game. And if you're going to play the game, play the game to win. Stop being behind the eight ball. So mm-hmm. got to learn how to invest. You got to learn how to invest. You can't be lazy. You can't procrastinate because once you get into an investment game, you have to be on it. You can have a big windfall, but you can also lose everything too. So you just have to be on it. You really have to be mm-hmm. on it. You mm-hmm. got to play the game. You can't. We're at the point now where you cannot sit mm-hmm. on the sidelines. That's over. That's over mm-hmm. with. You either play the game, play the game to win, or you become extinct. Those are your options. Get from behind yeah. the eight ball. Seriously. Oh, yeah. Are you all familiar with Forex trading? Forex? Yeah, I got somebody training me on that now. I'm going to jump into that in uh, the next couple of months. So I'm I'm getting training on that now from a, a friend of mine that I came across on uh, Instagram. So, yeah, I'm jumping into that. I've been <laughs> investing in Bitcoin. I got stocks in other um, companies, Groupon, Sprint, uh, Fitbit, uh, and, I, and I'm racking up the silver, and I'm going to start my um, growing my baby greens, microgreens, so I can uh, start selling those to Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, and the grocery stores up here so I can start bringing in extra income, so... We we we, we got to do something because we are mm-hmm. behind the eight ball. We got to do something. Oh yeah! Okay. Now getting back to what you, 
getting back to what you said about uh, uh, we're not having a community, do you have you ever heard of status corrections? And I'm gonna talk about how that plays in it. But have you ever heard of status correction? Status correction? Yeah, or I might be saying it wrong, but if you if does that anything I'm saying sound familiar? Status correction or uh, pulling your uh, you know pulling your name out of the uh, I don't know what to call this uh, matrix. Uh, to go underground, uh, okay, kind of, to get out for the grid. Yeah, yeah, what Adrian said. Oh, talking about uh, unplugging yourself from the matrix, so to speak, or off-grid? Yeah, yeah, and then kind of just kind of rebuilding from there, like kind of like scrubbing your scrubbing yourself, even your Social Security and all that, and uh, – what I believe, like sovereign citizens, do things like oh, that. You're talking, uh, about the, uh, you're talking about the sovereignty movement. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah the sovereignty movement, um, the sovereignty movement, and also uh, I believe Native Americans do that as well. Well, uh, this is just my personal take on it. I've been familiar with that, and I kind of stepped into that a little bit. I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't recommend it because it's too many it's too many minefields with that. And a lot of people out here are frauding innocent people and if you don't know what you're doing playing that sovereignty game, you will get behind bars for a very, very long time. So, just me personally, I wouldn't mm-hmm. recommend it because the sovereignty game was first initiated by the white boys. They were the ones that was on that. Many of them, it, it's, when I last checked, it's a little bit over 65 million citizens that claim sovereign status in America. It might be more now, but around 2010, 2011, it was about that many. And a lot of them were the white boys. They were the first ones to claim sovereign status or to, as they say, expatriate away from America. Then the Negroes got hold to it, and that's when all the problems started happening. It's, mm-hmm. What they don't tell you is that a lot of people that went to jail because their paperwork mm-hmm. was the paperwork wasn't correct. A lot of people lost thousands upon thousands of dollars because guys have swindled them, swindled them out of their money for paperwork to mm. claim sovereign status or to expatriate. I don't recommend mm-hmm. it at all. I don't recommend it at all. It's too, it's too tricky, and if your paperwork is not on point, you are literally going to get... You're behind tossed in jail, literally, because when you expatriate or you claim sovereign status, just picture this as um, Lord of the Rings, right? And remember in Lord of the Rings, you got the eye of Mordor, that little fiery eye that's always up in the tower. When you claim Mm -hmm. sovereignty status or you expatriate, that eyeball turns, and now that eyeball's attention is on you. Mm. 
trying to figure out so, what he's trying to do. So if you're ready to handle all that, hey, by all means, go for it. But if you're not, I don't recommend it. I don't recommend. I don't. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I am strictly against. I know some personal horror stories that I'm not going to mention, but I know some personal horror stories about people trying to claim sovereignty, and they didn't turn out too well. I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope, I understand. Yeah, definitely. I, I, yeah, I um, actually tried to uh, do <laughs> get into that a couple of years ago, uh, and then I tried it even harder when I met a a, a, a woman that uh tried to assist me with that, and um, and I was like, ah, this is some bullshit. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, so uh, yeah, you're right. That stuff is uh, yeah, that's that's that stuff is crazy. Um, let me ask you something. We're kind of straying away from uh, what we talked about earlier. Do you feel that you can be pro-black or for you know the black people in an interracial uh, relationship? Well, I answer that from a I'll answer that from a personal standpoint. I'm pro-human. I'm not pro-black. I'm pro-human. I don't, um, I, I, I try, let me put it this way. Noble Drew Ali, when he came, one of the main messages that he told all the Moors was the, the upliftment of fallen humanity. So that's what I'm about. Pro-black. That's being factional. I'm pro-human. So, if you want, if you want to stick to your particular racial faction, that's fine. I have no problems with that. People always say, "Well, the black race, the white race." No, 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 no. There's only one race. That's human race. But we have different factions. You do have a black faction, you do have a white faction, you do have a Latino faction. They are all one race. And part of the problem is the fact that because of the fact that we don't look at each other as being one race, it dehumanizes each other. We dehumanize each other. So when we dehumanize each other, pretty much anything goes. So when you say pro-black, if a person subscribes to to the black faction and they're for the black faction, which is fine, but then if you have a problem with them dating another faction of human beings, I I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. I mean, especially if you claim, especially if you claim that humanity started in Africa. Well, if you claim that humanity started in Africa, which is a fact, by the way, if you claim that humanity started in Africa, then... We're all one race. We're different factions, but we're all one race. So if you are for black and you're dealing with um, a Tamaru or what we call a white person, you're still dealing with another human being. It's just a different faction. So, I mean, that's my take on it. I'm pro-human. So. Oh, yes. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. And- 
and Jay, before you start, I want to talk about some different topics before we, uh, did you have any more callers before I bring up something? Uh, go ahead. I want to talk about something that you didn't have posted. I want to talk about the gentrification of D.C., how how it is getting more and more out of hand in D.C. and how things are, like, people are literally walking their dogs on Howard campus and not cleaning it up. Like, why would you do that? You don't even do that in a regular place. You know you're supposed to clean your stuff up. And why you got your dogs on a college campus if you're not at that college? Like, it's crazy. And it's like a big thing to where, like, the president of the school had to come out and make a statement. Like, we done tried to talk to y'all. Get y'all dogs off our campus. That's not what he said. But he said it in a very <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice, educated way. But it's like, what in the world? And then when they tried to mute DC, they stopped the, um, they were trying to get the deep, the go-go music stopped on that street corner. Like, it's, like, D.C. is going through, you know, it's Chocolate City. It's going through some changes that my thing is, like, why did you move there? Like, someone literally said, I was reading an article, someone literally said that if the school doesn't like it, why don't they move to school? Dude, they've been there since the 1800s. Like, I want you to stop. No, go ahead. part. This is the part of the gentrification where it stops coming become of an economic process and becomes more of a social racial pro, pro, um, mm-hmm. process because this is where the microaggressions are coming in. Okay. Right. And right. the only issue that I have with what Nana was just talking about is that yeah we can we can get along we can peacefully coexist as long as your existing does not include the oppression of my existence. Mm -hmm. And so I'm at the point now where I'm like, if I got to take mine, I got to take it. I'm sick of being the the demure PWI raised and trained and educated chick. I'm I'm sick of that. Mm -hmm. I'm tired. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. So now when you try to come into my space and take up space, that's going to be a problem for me. Right. I don't get along just right. to get along necessarily anymore. Of course, I have to weigh, you know, um, costs um, and benefits because, of course, being a lot of the, you know, arenas that I'm in and dealing with some of the people I have to deal with in those arenas, I can't always just be that quote-unquote quote, stereotypical militant, you know, female. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this is the part of the gentrification that I think people really aren't paying attention to. Like they're they're talking about you know white flight. They're they're talking about all these economic things, but no one's really dealing mm-hmm. with the racial components to it. The microaggressions are a very real thing, and in fact, they're a dangerous thing because of the fact that they seem to be so invisible, right? Right. And right. so, right. well, I mean, that's literally all I wanted to say. But that so that's it. Yeah. But, yeah. And um, the putting a light on it though. Smaller. A uh, caller in the five six two. Oh, he got up off the Didn't he? That's how JB doing. He be tripping sometimes. Mm-hmm. Caller in the five six two three three one. You're on the air. Who is this? Hey, how's it going, Jay? How's it John Huey? John Huey. John Huey, how you doing? Hey, John Huey. How you guys doing? Yeah. How you guys doing? Hey there. Good. All right, you know, I'm, you know, I, I was, 
trying to catch the show a little bit earlier, but um, unfortunately I didn't. But um, the, the topic of gentrification um, is a very interesting one. I, I live in L.A., and, and uh, it's going on here. It's like it's going on everywhere else. Um, but uh, I think that we as uh, black people need to take uh, the reins of the situation and start taking pride in our communities and, and making it more difficult for that situation to happen. I know sometimes you, you, your, your situation is you, that, they throw that money in front of you, you got to do what you got to do. But, you know, we're here, no, 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 it's not just about black people, this is about the American dream. We need to get off the American dream. We need to get, come to the human, the, human, the, the human survival mechanism. That's what we need to be instead of the American dream. If we get off the American dream about, okay, what does the next man have? What does the next woman have? I got to have his car. I got to have his name brand this. I got to have his name brand that. Instead of, I need something that's adequate, that's clean, that looks good, and that's it. It don't need to be the top. It don't need to be the bottom price, but something where mm-hmm. that fits my pocketbook. I don't need to go out and buy the bins when I'm renting an apartment and I'm barely able to make that rent. And I, you know, why why am I doing that? You know, so we need to get off of that, and we need to get into like there's nothing wrong with 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 living at home for a little bit longer, so that you can stack up your chips. So when you move out, you you're buying something. But then that also comes from mm-hmm. from 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 your family structure, you know, they need, they need to support that. But on our, in, in not just our community, but a lot of communities, you turn 18, you got to go. You, and you may say to your 21, but you got to go. But what did you do for your child? Did you teach them how to save their money? Were you a good steward of your, of your child? Did you teach them how to, how to go to the bank and put their money and put 30 to 40% of their, of, of their income in there in the bank when they didn't have any bills? Or were you somebody saying, you know, I got to buy that Gucci. And you, or did you, teach them these bad, these bad habits. So we have to also, it's not always an external thing. We have to look internal because once you know that there is a problem, you can't always blame the problem on somebody else when you know what the problem is. Sometimes, you know, when you know the game, you got to start saying, hey, I know how to play this game too. And we got to start playing the game the way other people are playing it. Well, we know. We always complain about the game is rigged. The game is rigged. We know the game is rigged. But if we if we're so consciously conscious about complaining about the the rigged game, we get passed by and we end up losing it. Instead of saying, "Hold up, all right, cool, we'll do this," and once we get into a position, then we can change the rules or pull somebody up and help them or teach them how to play the game until we there's enough of us so that the game fits our lifestyle, fits us. And that's 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 been our we need to be more of a community thinkers instead of individuals. And you know that that old saying, you know, you, well, I don't even know. Though. I'm not, I, I'm messing it up. I'm not even trying to say it. But <laughs> my point is, <laughs> my point is, we need to be together and 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 think about how we need to survive instead of trying to put on a show for the next man, the next woman, or whatever, and 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 be appreciative of of that of that guy, of that young woman, of that young of that young man that is going to school, that's got that little job, that's trying to do the right thing, that's not selling on on the corners doing doing dirt because he's making the big money, but but support the, the brother, the, the sister that's that, that, that's going to school, that's that's busting their butt, working eight hours because they they're they're trying to do something that's legal. Instead of looking down on them because they are janitor or because they're they're working at at at, at a fast food spot, instead of being on the corner, 
they could be working at that fast food spot because they're trying to work their way through college. Or you know, nobody knows the situation. You know, everybody can't be an accountant. Everybody can't, you know, can't roll around with a hundred thousand dollar job, two hundred thousand dollar job. There's there's levels to this, and we need to respect everyone, and and you know, as a community, and that's how that's how we will start to pull ourselves. Not by the bootstrap, because if you ain't got no bootstrap, you can't pull yourself up. But by pulling yourself up out of whatever level it is to get to the next level and then help the next person get to the next level and reach back and help somebody else. Go back into those communities. Don't look, I, I grew up in Compton. And I and I tell you, when I grew up in Compton, it was drive-bys. It was craziness. I haven't been in Compton mm. in over 30 years. I go through Compton now. I'm like, damn, I can move back here. It's kind of nice. <laughs> you know, from what they how they cleaned it up, you know, there was no there was no grocery stores, there was no fast food places. We had to go to neighboring cities for those things. Now those things have moved in, but I still look at the I go still drive through the neighborhoods, and I'm like, some of the neighborhoods still look like people don't care about where they live, and and it's a, you know, it's like if if you don't care about how you live and you have graffiti on the wall, well then nobody's gonna you know there's gonna be more the next day. But if you go out there and you clean it up in the next, they say, oh wait a minute, it's 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 this, it's a process, and it, it takes time. Takes a lot of different things. I know I'm all over the place, but I haven't called in a while. So I had a lot to say, <laughs> so I'm gonna end it right there because I can I'm keep on going. I was trying not to say nothing. I was gonna, I was gonna let you keep on, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm no, just, I'm feeling good you're... today. I'm feeling good today. <laughs> yes. You said I'm gonna be good today. I'm gonna call Blacktopia tonight. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Go, go. You gotta hit us up every now and then, y'all. Hear me? Oh yes, John. Glad you called in and said all that. You made a great, a lot of great points, as always. All right, you guys have a good one, and I'll holler at you soon. All right. Thanks for calling. Thank you, you too. John. All right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm on my computer and for some reason I don't know if people are listening to the show when they hear I'm on the show, I've got random dudes just waving at me. Like, why are you waving at me? What is going on? (laughs) Is this what is happening? Wait, 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 yeah, we're guys. already friends on Facebook, so I don't know why they decided to wave at 10.47. Like, I don't – one started, like, at 9.30, and then another one just waved. I'm like, what is up with y'all? I'm not, I don't even talk to y'all like that. But anyway, I ain't yeah, waving back. It's after now. 10 o'clock. He's tripping. Blacktopia. Yeah, wave back from the fire for the show. Selling the two right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know I'm random. So does that Chick Fil A lemonade got me on one. So <laughs> I'm th- I'm glad yeah. to know that you actually have a dietary weakness because Adrienne's pretty good with her with her diet. So the fact that like because I I just I'm not right. 
Like when he was talking about, Nanya was talking about the folks that are just not disciplined with their diet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll get right. I'll figure out my life. I'll do it. But then I'll be like, <laughs> but, but them french fries, though. So, I don't know. Right. Whatever. No, you know I love me some french fries, too. So, um, I know. So, I'm just happy to know that I, you actually have some dietary vices. So, thank you. What a flight human, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. None yet. Uh, yeah. uh, was there, there uh, topics in particular that you wanted, anything else that you wanted to talk about, anything that, because uh, I know you, you, you wanted to be on the show for, for a while, and we're you know, finally doing it, so uh, is there any topics that you wanted to make sure we definitely hit? Uh, not really, man. Um, you know, I'm just glad to, you know, hang out with you guys, and, you know, we can talk, and um, just wanted to give uh you know, give people a little bit more insight about me because, you know, I post in the group. I try to always post uh, health and wellness information and financial information just to contribute, you know, my two cents. And um, just wanted to share more insight about me and how I think with everybody in uh, Blacktopia and uh, have fun with you guys and the lovely ladies and just, you know, trip out and have fun. Mm -hmm. So, there's, there's nothing else. I mean, unless you got questions for me, I'm I'm pretty much good. And I do want to say, Nanya, that um, we are in a couple of different chats, and um, Raven and I are in a, in a group chat, and we have some of our friends listening, and they were saying how great the information you were putting out, you know, and they were enjoying your, your interview and your conversation and all that good stuff. So there are other people listening. I think they're listening online, though. So, um People are listening and commenting, but in different ways. So sometimes we'll get text inboxes. But, yeah, this one group chat we're in, they were saying how you were putting out great information. And um, you got people thinking and Googling stuff and looking up stuff. So that's always great when you when you get people right. to think. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Right. And sometimes I think it's a messenger, too, because I've talked about Robert Kiyosaki and Blacktopia for years. And when you say it, oh, we got to look at it. <laughs> so sometimes, oh, that's just Jay talking crazy. But when you say it or when certain people say it, you know, or, you know, Chamber 7 or somebody like that puts out the same information, I guess, you know, some people mm-hmm. grasp it better. So, you know, so I'm glad well, you were able to and what do I, that. You know? And actually, Jay, what I've realized that with people, sometimes they have to hear it from three, at least three different people or three different ways before they yep. take information in. It's it's the weirdest thing ever. Like, even my clients, I'll tell them something. Like, we will have a whole conversation on how to do something, and then after they talk to somebody else and then read it in an article, they come back to me with this revelation of what we just talked about weeks ago that they're going to do. And I'm like, oh, that don't sound familiar at all. Like, like we just had this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not just you. I think sometimes it's the nature of people. They have to hear it different ways in different times for it to actually click. And, I, and I'm and i saying the number is three. It's at least three. Um, sometimes it's more depending mm-hmm. on the person. So it's not you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's the timing, because if you've been doing it for years, maybe it wasn't time for them to hear it or understand it. So, yeah. And that's a full and complete word, Adrian. Thank you. <laughs> that's what I also <laughs> want to say, too, about Robert Kiyosaki. Uh, yeah, what it was. 
a lot of people, a lot of people have been criticizing him, saying that he's he's really just a uh, he's failed at a lot of the uh, the investment. Well, a lot of the things he's been doing has been going wrong, and he's actually broke. So that's why he's doing a bunch of these seminars. <laughs> mm. uh, th- is that true, or what? What? What is that? What is that all about? You've heard about any of the criticism about him? I heard some of it, but in actuality, the guy is not broke. People have to understand something. In business, there's always going to be peaks and valleys. That just comes with the territory. You you have your periods where you're doing good in business, then you have your periods when things are not looking so hot. That's just the nature of the beast, and that comes with the territory. People who people who are not in business but on the outside looking in, they have a very warped uh, perception of how business people should be. They think that, well, you know, if you've got your own business, you should be instantly rich, making a lot of money, spending money, driving around, being flashy, and the real world of business is nothing at all like that. So mm-hmm. this is this guy is a guy who learned education. Uh, he, he was quick on the draw as far as knowledge-wise, very mentally quick, and he paid his dues. Robert, Dr. Robert Kiyosaki paid his dues. I mean, the guy was homeless for a period of time, and um, his wife, his wife was a writer. You know, she, when he became homeless, she could have bailed out and been on some typical female crap. I'm like, you know what? I'm out. Um, Wait a minute. Did he, say typical, did he say typical female? Oh, okay. We'll come back. Yeah. I'm out going to my parents. I'll get up with you when, when things get better. But instead, when he was living in the, in, out on the streets, she was right there with him. Kim mm-hmm. rolled it out with, with uh, Robert Kiyosaki. And when he got on, he rewarded her. And, man, they they both do seminars. It's not just him. She do them, too. She goes around the country and speak. He goes around the country and speak. They both teach the same thing, but it's just that he has a true business partner. He has a true mate. But, again, in business, you have peaks and you have valleys. Just because a person is going through a valley at the moment, that don't mean that they're in a downward spiral or their business is about to collapse. That's not necessarily true. It's just sometimes business is good, sometimes business is bad, sometimes it stabilizes, it fluctuates. Anybody that's in business, runs a business, owns a business, they know this. It comes with the territory. So rumors, I don't too much pay attention to the rumors or whatever the case may be, but this guy is very intelligent, highly educated. He's taught millions of people how to look at finances from a different perspective, me being one of them. And I'm telling you, if you never play cash flow, I suggest you buy that game, get with your family, and play that game. And I'm being 100% all serious when I say this. If you buy that cash flow game, 
and you and your family play that game, you're getting a Harvard education in that game. I kid you not. But don't take my word for it. Get the game and you'll see. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm going to definitely look into that. Um, Yeah, yeah. Well, definitely, Nanyo. I'm glad to have you on. I'd love to have you on again soon um, uh, if if you're able to, you know, um, you know. But definitely thank you for being here. I'm glad you uh, lasted the two hours, <laughs> you know, um, and gave a lot of great information. Um, you know, you, yeah. You and Raven, did you have something to say? Because I, I heard you say something earlier. I did. I just wanted to make um, uh, an asterisk and something that was said. Um I want us to be very careful about how we typify and stereotype and generalize um, certain um, hmm, behaviors and make them, you know, make them all females are this, all males are this, or whatever, because bad behavior is bad behavior from anybody who's doing it. And that's your experience, and I'm not trying to invalidate anybody's experience, but I feel like it's difficult for me to be like, all men are this, when, first of all, I haven't dealt with all men. And mm-hmm. if all the men that I have dealt with are like that, I'm the common denominator. So maybe there's something right. that I need to find out about myself. So I just want us to be careful about when we're talking about stereotyping and saying, you know, making just, you know, blanket statements about what males do, what females do. Because yeah, and typical. There's, some, there's no typical, typical type of male right. or female. Right, because most yeah. of the females that I know are ride or die, and in fact, we're ride or die to a fault. And as yeah. someone who was, and for someone who used to be ride or die, to hear something like that just triggered me. So I'm good. That's all I wanted to yeah. say. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. None yet. We only got ninety okay. seconds left, but uh, but I got a question. What's a typical female? Oh, <laughs> gonna start some mess. Oh, Jay, Jay on one tonight. I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, well, it was definitely not. Stay tuned for the next are. episode for that conversation. <laughs> next episode. Yeah, we'll be the whole mm. other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need we need a couple more hours for that. All right. But it's okay. Well, I think yeah. I think Butterfly and I I think Butterfly and I have already determined that we are not the typical female. So that's okay. Or, and I don't know that. what that is. Okay. And it, and I will say before we go in my in my profession, I let my clients and everybody know there's no, no such thing as typical or normal because that means you're trying to fit into something that someone else wants you to fit in. So there's no typical, there's no normal. There's just you and how you do things and how you see things. So yeah, that's just me. <laughs> All feelings and realities are valid. <laughs> I think that might need to go on a shirt, Adrian. We'll get together about that. <clears throat> yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, uh, well, that's our show. Um, you've been listening yeah. to the Adrian Charles show. Good night. <laughs> he really just do that. It's so messy. He's trying to be funny. He want to fight. He's trying to be funny. You do. Mm-hmm.